Welcome. Welcome to John Record Life Podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and what we love entertainment. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me as always are my amazing co-hosts, starting off with Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? Man, I'm doing good today. Doing really good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. It's been a day, man. But, you know, a lot of good things happening this weekend. You know, we have a long holiday weekend for most people. So, you know, it's going to be nice to just... uh, Relax, decompress, and you know, watch some movies. Equalizer Three is hitting theaters. The boy Denzel is back. Antoine Fuqua is back. You know, it's gonna be a good weekend, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about life today, man. I really am. Yeah. Last but not least, coming from Chicago is the one and only Mister Joel Kindlin. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing a lot better than I was the last few days. Uh, I, you know, fully, um, not fully, but pretty much 90% re- recovered from being sick. And to all the people listening, don't worry, wasn't COVID. I did a little test. No COVID, still haven't caught that bitch, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, but now I'm doing better, you know, uh, doing a lot better, not uh, feeling so shitty, yeah. Doing good. Nice. Hey, that's man. A win is a win. A win is a fucking win. A win is a fucking win, my guy. Exactly. Um, as always, you all are here as well. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. This episode number 27. We are getting close to the roaring 30s or the roaring 20s, whatever it was. Oops, I probably just brought the whole whole wrong whole wrong decade, basically. But yes, we are close, <laughs> to, close, to, close to the thirsty, thirsty 30s um i'm I'm calling that um but thank you all so much for you know it's been a great summer we are again this recording this day august 31st we are we are no longer in the summer it starts september 1st is gonna be the start of you know fall movie season you know we had a lot of ups and downs this summer at the box office some good some bad some this didn't do anything so you know it's you know it's always you know summer summer movie season is a bit of a gamble sometimes you never know what you might get and it could be hit could be not be hit not, not be hit i know it's we're still kind of like, yeah, we're post-COVID, but what does that mean in terms of like, you know, theatrical releases? But hope you had a great summer, a great summer of movies and TV shows. As always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. We also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Um, while you're there, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review and rating helps us out so much. As always, guys, thank you so much for your support. So, as we all mentioned last week, last week was National Cinema Days. We saw any movie in any format, whether it was IMAX, 40X, RPX, 3D, whatever. It was $4, everything. And, you know, me and Nick had tickets to go see uh, Oppenheimer and IMAX because, again, it's been the summer of, like, that movie's been IMAX now for two months and people keep going to it. It was, like, sold out almost every week, even, like, midnight showings, even six in the morning showings. Everything was sold out. It was crazy because everyone wanted to see this movie in the full IMAX 70 millimeter. So when Nick and I went to the movies on Sunday, uh, it was Nick's first time seeing Oppenheimer. It was my second time. Um, I had to go see an IMAX again with my boy because, you know, me and Nick are all both also big IMAX. We're all, I think we're all, no, we're all IMAX nerds in this, in this, um, in this podcast. But, you know, we walked into the theater and me and Nick said, holy shit, like it's packed. Like I was looking at like the screen, the box office. It was like Barbie sold out, uh, uh, Blue Beetle sold out, Grand Turismo sold out, Oppenheimer sold out. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, this is crazy. I mean, I think part of that was because of you know, how cheap tickets are. I think now we are so far like prices in like California, New York, Chicago, even like a lot of the bigger populated areas the price of tickets very expensive even for like a really format like a high format like an imax or a 3d the prices aren't crazy or prices are kind of like absurd so it's like it was I, i'm so glad to see a big turnout 
whether that does anything for the box office rest of this rest of the year, who knows, or maybe next summer. But you know, I'm glad they're still doing this tradition of National Cinema Day for cheap tickets. Because again, it was a huge turnout when even our, our IMAX screening was like packed to the brim. It was sold the fuck out. Like, I mean, next up, people were coming in late because it was like just how crazy packed it was. But I digress. Anyway, Nick, my friend, you have now seen Oppenheimer the way no one intended in, in glorious, glorious 70 millimeter IMAX. What, what did you think about Chris Nolan's latest film? Well, like you said, it was indeed glorious. It was magnificent. <laughs> Dare I say was indescribable. But real talk. Uh, okay, it was it was honestly like mesmerizing just to see just how massive the screen is. I don't think I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever seen a, a film in in 70 millimeter like that. So just the experience. Oh, we saw Dunkirk. We saw Dunkirk. We saw Dunkirk in 70 millimeter at Harkins back in college. But yeah, who cares about that movie? First, yeah, true. It was the first time that you, first time that you saw a 70 millimeter 143 IMAX movie. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, because no, we've, yeah. we've seen like the the one We haven't seen because our our mm-hmm. IMAX, the one the one, the one you and I go to, like, only plays the one nine. Only plays the one nine zero. So it was the first time that we actually got to see a one four three movie since like yeah. ever. So sorry, like my bad. Go ahead. No, you go, bro. You go. But no, honestly, um, um, Oppenheimer. It was an amazing movie. All of the everyone that acted in it, like they all did their thing. And I think the thing for me, without getting into spoilers. The thing I loved the most about it was they showed kind of the um, like the psychological and existential dread that he felt after he after he basically created the atom bomb. So um, it was just it was cool to see his journey and to see like how they would kind of parallel certain lessons or like phrases that he heard or learned in the past with what was like going on with him in the present or in the future and stuff like that. Um the cast was cool. It was, it's kind of funny seeing Josh Peck in a Nolan movie, not going to lie, but, but everybody, um, <laughs> everybody did their thing though, man. And, um, yeah, I fucking loved it. And I think also like the, the second thing I love the most about this movie is even though this Nolan movie was not with Warner brothers, like when I heard that he was making the switch over to universal studios, I was a little bit nervous that it wasn't going to necessarily feel the same. Um, but I was I'm watching this movie and it's like no that this is straight up Nolan because sometimes when people move to like a different studio like their their movies don't really hit the same you know I I agree with that you feel me so like this one it just I could tell like Universal was like Nolan you're here with us Um, make the movie however the fuck you want to make it man because this movie just straight up felt like Nolan man so it was um it was cool it was a great movie this is this is probably a nine out of ten I think like maybe like a nine point three out of ten. Yeah, I think you and I both said this after we got out of the movie. I think we both agreed that I think, and you know, there's a lot of Dunkirk, you know, hardcore fanboys out there, but ah, I think you and I both said like we just felt more invested in the story and the characters because, like, a we could also like a a we knew their names. I mean, we knew it was Harry Styles and that one, and you know, Tom Hardy were in you know, uh, and Kenneth Branagh were in the Dunkirk, but like I was well, actually. Before, even like I, I kept hearing that Harry Styles was going to be in the movie, but I had never actually seen what he looked like. So the whole movie, I'm kind of <laughs> like, damn, it could be anybody. <laughs> it could be any British white dude, basically. And sure enough, <laughs> he, he, he kind of blended in perfectly. Yeah, um, even in the Tom Hardy scenes, I was like, yeah, that could be him. Shit, I don't know. 
it could be the boat. He could be the boat. the boat. <laughs> he could be the boat. But yeah, I, I remember like I remember because I remember I saw that with my dad at first, and we him and I both mm-hmm. were like, okay, it wasn't his best. And then we saw it again in college with you, me, Moses, and two other people that we were friends at the time. And you, uh, even that, it was getting, I think it was cool seeing that on, on seventy millimeter film. That, that's, yeah. you know, that was for sure like the, the only pro of seeing that. But like, you know, I own that movie, and I'm like, I have no desire to rewatch any that at all. I mean, I, I can rewatch Interstellar, Inception, Tenet, Dark Knight trilogy, um, yeah. even Memento. I can watch that back to back to back and never feel never feel bored with it. I'm never like, oh, I'm, this is like this is a, this is a task. But with Dunkirk, I'm just kind of like, I just don't feel invested. I just don't feel invested to anybody. Or like it's again, it's shot masterfully, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of good filmmakers had that one movie you don't connect with. Like that for me was Dunkirk. For him, for me and Joel, for Spike Lee, it's Chirac. They were from Chicago. That movie did not sit well with us at all. Is didn't connect mm-hmm. with us. We walked out of that theater. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's. I think certain filmmakers will have a movie again. Even like Jordan Peele, I love Jordan Peele. I love Get Out. I love Nope. For some reason, Us didn't really kind of like connect with me as much. I thought Lupita Nyong'o was like phenomenal. I think there was masterclass in acting. I think she was overshadowed a lot for the Academy Awards that year. Or you know, even even Quentin Tarantino. You know, I don't really care for Hateful Eight as much. I don't really care for um, um, what am I thinking of? No, it's Hateful Eight probably. Or maybe I do like Death Proof actually, but um, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I actually love that movie for for an odd reason because. That it's a long movie, but I don't ever feel bored with it because I'm like I know, you know, I know where it's going. I still have fun living with those characters, living with like Brad Pitt and Leo, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, I I I definitely again I think the ending is definitely like probably for me that's the strongest part of it all, or even like well to the back. I do think. The middle part when like he meets the the, the young girl actress that kind of drags mm-hmm. definitely a bit because it's halfway through you're kind of like hey, where are we going with this yeah i didn't give but, a shit about none of that part yeah man. it's kind of like okay you're introducing this girl they have they've seen together i get it for sure it's, it's leo's you know kind of like you know leo's kind of thing but to me i think definitely brad pitt that was brad pitt's movie and rightfully so he won the oscar for it um but I can rewatch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like so much more than like Hateful Eight, and you know Django is my Django is still my favorite Tarantino movie because Jimmy Fox is a fucking badass. And, I gotta see uh, Django again, man. I haven't seen it in so fucking long, dude. It's it's a it's gonna it's a tough watch and it's a long it's three hours. But <laughs> man, like to me, Jamie Foxx, Leo, uh, Christoph Waltz, Tim Jackson are putting on a masterclass of acting. Like all three of them, all four of them are. And mm-hmm. it's just like it just shows like how again I think again remember Will Smith was casted as Django on point you remember that man that movie would have been kind of weak I love Will Smith but like nah it, w- it wouldn't have been that good man and like I- I'm I'm not mad at the reason why he said he didn't want to do it you know he's like oh you know it's a love story and yeah. you know I-, I wanted it to be about love and not vengeance or anything like that uh, you know but I'm like <laughs> nah that that would have been pressure. very like huh. That was a great impression, by the way. Oh, that, was, that was spot on, bro. It was spot on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I'm like, no, that that movie would have been kind of soft, man. Like respectfully, yeah. you know. And um, you know, Tarantino just don't do soft movies. No, Will that, Smith that, do soft movies because you know it's a box office thing, low key. Like Hancock, Hancock, keep my name. Out your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'll take it. It was a P.I. Jane joke. I'm going to slap again, bro. 
Let's oh, have to the podcast, guys. We're calling it quits after this. But no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It, it, yeah. it, it, it would have been a Wild Wild West, too. That movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm happy. Like, Wild Wild West, West was cool, but it was kind of soft, though. Yeah, the thing is, like, there's a lot of actors that can do a lot of roles, but there's certain movies where you watch it and you're like, they did good, but this wasn't the movie for them. You know what I mean? Like, this character wasn't mm-hmm. it for them, and that definitely yeah. would have been Will Smith. Like, he probably would have acted his heart out, but overall, he yeah. he he wouldn't have done it justice like Jamie did. So, yeah, yeah I completely understand you know, that. Like, me and Doug have watched he, movies he that we was love. In that, the Old Boy Room uh, remake. Did y'all know about that? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Which that, one? Old boy, boy, when they were trying to make uh, that, that 2013 one, the American version, it like it was at one point Steven Spielberg was going to direct and Will Whoa. Smith was going to act in it. Yeah, that would have been no, 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 this is Spike Lee. I, what, what I heard too is that the studio said no, nah, because like you know, because if you watch the if you watch the remake. It says a f- Spike Lee film. film. It don't say a joint. Right, joint. And that mm-hmm. he goes, he goes this, this wasn't my, this wasn't my movie. Even even yeah. Josh Brolin said like, yeah, I want to see, Sp- I rather see Spike's version because the studio kind of like cut that shit out. And I'm like, yeah, again, I, I, again, I think it's a good, cool combo of Josh Brolin and Spike. It's, it's, a, it's a cool, yeah, you know, duo right why there. Just, why don't they just release, um, like his full director's right. cut? I wonder, like, why? Yeah, I feel like, what, what do they have to lose? I don't, I don't know. I think it was like also. I think it was like a studio. No, you know what it was? That's right, bro. It was fucking film district. Remember this? Film district went bankrupt. Like you know, you know, to our listeners. I don't know back then. You know, back in the 2000s, 2010s, there were so many different like studios, like production company studio heads. We had like Screen Gems, which was part of Sony. We had Film District. We had like Anchor Bay Films. We had so many kind of random like th- random kind of like production companies and film companies. Like a lot of them went bankrupt, or they were bought out by like a Universal or a Sony or a you know WB whatever. Mm. And I do think that that studio, because that studio also did Drive too. And I was doing some research about a few a few months ago. I was rewatching Drive for for the hell of it. And it was like yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. So that that Drive was called so Film District was a company that oh, had that. really that movie. And was then they were fantastic. That was a phenomenal movie. And they also had Old Boy, but they had a lot of movies in twenty ten. That was their movie. But they went bankrupt, and it was just kind of like it wasn't. A, it was a it was a studio, but again, you back then, if you were a studio going up against like again, I hate saying his name, but a Weinstein company or mm. you know a Sony or Warner Brothers, you gotta to like bring something you know cool to the table because you're gonna be, you're about to be eaten alive. I mean, look at Miramax now. Miramax is bought by by a Paramount, so it's a lot of these kind of like 2010 studios were just kind of like either. Couldn't hold up against couldn't hold up against the other you know studios or they were just bought out. So to your point, Nick, I think that studio had kind of like also I, I wonder why Spike went there compared to like oh, maybe they, well I, I would assume maybe other studios passed on it because the, the the original is so beloved and such a classic. So yeah, it would be a pretty uh, like controversial uh, ending too. You know, true. Uh, but yes, to your point, to your, it, good. But he like. I felt I feel like the ending the ending for the remake that they did I preferred that one. I think that one was a good one. Why why you say but that? The original was so much better. Because <sighs> here's the thing, right? 
The because I watched Old Boy, I watched it. I told Doug about it. Loved it. I love Asian films, so you know I saw the ending and stuff like that. But with the remakes ending, it made more sense. You get what I'm saying? Because you know, like it's apparent. Inst- I feel like it's apparent instinct to be like, "This is my child." What the fuck? You know what I mean? And sort of cut yourself off from it. And go back to what you're used to, you know, because, you know, a lot of people that are in prison, a lot of them, pref- like, will do a crime again just to be sent back to prison because that's okay. what they're used to and not used to how the world is in a newer time. But also, okay. in the end, he separated himself from his daughter because he's just like, yeah, that's my daughter, you know, like, a lot, like... I feel like it's a smaller number of people who reunite with their children when they're older that are in that, you know, have that incest, incest relationship. Like, I feel like that's a smaller number than the big number of people that do reunite with their children and, you know, be like, that's my child and I love them, but not in the fucked up way. So I feel like that the, the new ending was more. <laughs> I, I like the new ending more, but the, the old movie was better. The original okay. movie was better, but the ending for the new one, it made more sense to me, and I liked it a lot better. But the, the I'm not saying the original ending was bad. The original ending was really good, understandable, but I liked the new ending better. I respect Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, but I, I, I hear you, though, Nick. I, I, I think it would have been really cool to see his cut. Also, again, Spike Lee's a fucking acclaimed director. I mean, you would, you would think... You would think that you have his cut, but I, I, I like that. I like that Josh Brolin kind of stuck by his side. He goes, "Yo, I support Spike. I think Spike got dirty, got, got you know, got like kind of screwed over." So would have been cool, man. But you know, before speaking of director's cut, before we go over, before we do our fall twenty twenty three, you know, movie list for the fall. Speaking of director's cuts, and we talked about this before multiple times on the other on the other po- other episodes of the show. Did you guys see the one I sent you a few days ago about David Ayer on the on the Real Ones podcast? With uh, with John Bernthal? Yes. Yeah, I saw that, man. So I watched the longer clip of it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa. And I watch, I have it, I'm, I'm posting the whole episode maybe this weekend when I'm driving something. But man, I, saw, I saw a snippet of it, and then I watched the fuller episode, but it was still cut of it. Uh, so, <laughs> cut. Uh, still cut of it. Um, but um, yeah, dude, that's... I mean... I always knew he was like he got screwed over, but mm-hmm. another thing too, I think what I what I really what I really to the comments were saying this too is that the studio I think back then, especially twenty sixteen, when Guardians came. So again, as for, for our listeners, you know David Ayer, who was who was a again, phenomenal director. He wrote he wrote Training Day, he wrote the first Fast and Furious. He directed Fury, End of Watch, Harsh Times, Street Kings, Bright, The Suicide Squad, twenty sixteen. A lot of good movies. Dude's a great filmmaker, if you ask me. Very underrated. Sabotage is very underrated, too. So he so he made Fury. He can do anything he wants. He got off. Fury came out. It was a big hit. It, was, it made a lot of money. He can do anything he want. And he goes, I want to do Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And may I remind you, this was like around that time where DCEU was becoming this thing. We only had, we only had Man of Steel, which was, which was a year or two prior at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And then we got we BVS coming out, Ben Affleck versus Henry Cavill, and then Suicide Squad. I, I, at the time too, I was kind of like, I'm more interested. I'm more interested in BVS than Suicide Squad. I love Will Smith, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm more. I want to see more Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck as Batman, Superman. I want to see that story. 
Yeah, because that's then, like this is the first time we're gonna see Batman and Superman right. in on, on screen together, live action on the on the big screen. So it's like, oh man, I got to see that. It was more of an event. And again, like I said, yeah. I, it, was, it was more of an event. And I was like, I don't even know the suicide. I, I know, I mean, I know Harley Quinn, but that's about it. And I was like, who's who? What? what? I knew who Will Smith was. I'm like, yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, cool. I fucking love Fury. You know, I love Sabotage. I like End of Watch. I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy, this guy's going to kill it. And then what David Ayer says in the podcast, which is really good segment on, on the hot ones, on the hot one, <laughs> wrong show, the real ones. <laughs> not, 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 not the chicken wing podcast, the real <laughs> real ones with John Berthnall. Sorry, wrong one. So he was saying like how the studio, how the system's kind of, fu- how Hollywood, how the system's kind of fucked sometimes, you know, just like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's fucked. It's kind of, it's business, but it's kind of fucked up. And so basically what happened was 2016 comes around. We have BVS coming out in, in March. We have uh, Deadpool coming out in, uh, February, we have Civil War coming out in May, and we had uh, X Men Apocalypse coming out also in May, and then it was nothing until uh, Suicide Squad in August. So Deadpool opens up huge, right? Huge, $130 million, biggest rated R movie of all time, blah, 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 all this time. Huge. BVS comes out, and a movie that I've, I've come to like a lot more because of Nick's recognition of watching the Ultimate Cut. Which is, mm-hmm. the, which is the superior cut to watch, hands down, hands down, for sure. It's a way better movie. It definitely feels, it is, it's a way better movie that Snyder wanted people to watch. But what surprised me, I don't know, that, uh, maybe, maybe you knew this before I did, Nick, that when Ayer said the studio never tested BVS, that seems to be kind of surprising. Would you agree with that? Or am I kind of reading, that, reading into that a little bit too harsh? Say, say it again, sorry. So, so basically, David Ayer said, when Deadpool 2, sorry, first Deadpool came out, and a month later, BVS comes out, BVS got, you know, pa- trashed by critics. It, may, it still made money, but they wanted to make a billion dollars. It, it, it made like 800-something million dollars, right? But it wasn't the result they wanted. So David Ayer said, yeah, because they, ne- they never tested Batman v Superman. Did you know that prior to seeing that clip? Or, I mean, what do you, what do you think of that just overall? Because, you know, every movie that comes out now is tested through, like, a couple of different audiences. I'm wondering if you're Suicide Squad, Captain America, whatever, Captain Marvel, you know, Dune. I mean, what do you, that, I don't know, did that surprise you at all? Or did you know about that already before hearing that interview? No, I don't. I don't think I knew that before the interview. Cause I remember, I remember like around the time BVS was coming out. Um, I was hearing people saying that the, the Warner brothers executives had seen it and they gave it a standing ovation like this, this was like, like like early early on. So I, at that point, I kind of just assumed that there were like some audience uh, reactions. But no, that's that's kind of fucking crazy, man. Like that's just a I, room of yes, man, man. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it makes me wonder why would they test it for the executives but not for the audiences yeah. as well. And, but also, it's I, like that's 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 kind of weird too because the executives apparently loved it, but then. As like you know, once they got like the bad reviews, like they just basically like hop ship, you know, like they they just immediately switched up. So that's kind of well, that's that, that's weird, a- man. Like DC or or Warner Brothers in DC, like I think that, they were just trying to like too early to start like course correcting and competing and shit like that. And that's that's what kind of like fucked up, like Suicide yeah. Squad, BBS, Justice League, a little bit. You feel me? Yeah. Go ahead. Like, they they, they should have. Oh yeah. What's up? What's up, Joe? It's all, it's all. Uh, I was just going to say that's 
uh, another problem within Hollywood because, like, you know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. They'll do things like that where they're just like, this movie will be big, going to be great, but as soon as, you know, reviews come back, it's not doing so well. They jump ship and they throw someone under the bus, which is really problematic and, you know, it's really shitty. Uh, and I remember seeing BVS and I didn't hate it. I thought it could have been better. I thought it could have been split into two movies. I think it was way too much information put into one movie. Way too much. I thought they should have did like a Batman then, Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the 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 shitty thing about Hollywood is that there's a lot of yes men. You know what I mean? And there's also mm-hmm. just like a lot of ship jumping and, you know, escape goats. In reality, it's like when, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like I'd say within the last 10 years, maybe even less, like probably five to seven years, there's been a lot of movies where they, they'll start it, and then the production will be like, yeah, no, you're, you're not doing good. And then they'll fire, like, the director, the writer, or something, because they think they know better than everyone else. In reality, it's like, this is... A whole teamwork, like the the audience, the directors, the writers, everyone wants to see a good movie be made. You know what I mean? But it it it's it's been to a point where production thinks that they know better than a lot of other people. Yeah. But in reality, it's like it's money, it's business. Like like you said, like it's business. But the thing is, like it's not all business. It's entertainment. People love this. This is a passion. This is this is why we do this podcast because we love it. It's a passion. Like yeah, we want. You know what I mean? That's like everyone loves That's money. But like when it's a passion, when it's something that you have wholeheartedly in your soul, like man, you want to make sure it looks good. Mm-hmm. So I don't give a fuck about the money. I'd rather I'd rather make a good movie and then make some money than make a shit movie and get a lot of money. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. So like at at this point, like even now, like we still have those production people who are trying to take over and be like, nah, we know better than you. And it's frustrating because it's like, like we've seen movies where we're like, man, I was excited. This movie had potential. And then you hear the backstory of like, oh, this person got fired. Oh, they decided to change it because they didn't like it. Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, and ah, oh, fuck, you guys ruined it. You know what I mean? Like maybe you read the original script. Like Doug, you read the original script for Suicide Squad. You loved that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I have it on. It's on Reddit, and I also you know this too. I'm I'm a really I'm a pro. I'm a big David Ayer fan, and you know it, to me, I knew you know I again yeah, as you as you all know I said so many times now. I I really do enjoy the 2016 version despite all its flaws. But from after hearing David Ayer on the other hot, yeah, I've heard you know, different stories from him like on Twitter or whatever and all this stuff on the other you know interviews. But he was very open about. He was very open, very candid about what ha- why it happened to him because what he said was he goes okay. When BVS did not do what they wanted, he goes. The studio says we're gonna turn we're gonna turn uh, David Ayer's you know dark soulful movie into a fucking comedy, and mm-hmm. you know also a quick you know deep cut. I think you were I think you were in the same class as me, Nick. We had we had a professor or maybe a guest lecture one time. Remember, I think it was Bernstein or maybe someone else in, in film school where someone said, "Who saw Suicide Squad?" We all raised our hands, whatever. And mm-hmm. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Bernstein. He goes, "That movie was." Edited and cut by a fucking trailer by a YouTube ed- trailer editor, and I was like, "What?" And I didn't know that. But then yeah. looking into it later, it was like, "Oh shit, he was right!" Like they literally hired they literally hired the person that cut 
that Bohemian Rhapsody trailer back in January 2016 to come in and reshoot and edit the entire movie out of David Har- David Ayer's hands, and he was locked out. Like he was, was locked was that, out. Was, was that during um, Hamada's reign? Yes. Was that Walter? I think okay, so. Yeah, because I, I I heard about that and I was like, you don't get. It's like I I I understand that that Bohemian Rhapsody trailer was a a a very well received one, but that doesn't mean that the people that made that trailer should make the fucking movie. Get YouTube movie editor? editors to edit the fucking movie and keep let the trailer editor people edit the fucking trailers. Don't get trailer editor people to edit um to edit a movie. No, that's because right. that, that's why it's all fucked up. And now and now everyone fucking hates it, Loki, because it's like. Yeah, y- y'all, y'all, y'all took a good movie, and y'all said, you know what? Let's just let's hack it to pieces. Let's let's just disrespect it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, and, it's and like, then let's release it. And it's like, yeah. bro, like, oh gosh, oh my. It, gosh. It's like it's like letting the people who uh, you know sit and watch you, you know, buy tickets for like a like a train takeover you know being the train conductor be like all right guys fucking good luck you know what i mean like they they've been here for a while they seem to know what they're doing like no it's not the same shit you know like it's yeah. ridiculous that they did that cuz it's just like like he the the trailer might have been really well received but also cuz people are very excited for the movie they mm-hmm. didn't have that person cut and edit the fucking movie they did a trailer i don't where the fuck in their in their repertoire did you think this person's cut out for that you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it makes yeah. it's like hiring oh, exactly it's like hiring a subway you know cook to to work at five star Mich- like a five star michelin restaurant like it's not it's not a good idea you know no offense to you know people but you know uh. It's it just it didn't it didn't make sense to do that, and yeah. whoever just sat back was like, "I think this is great. We should do that." Is a fucking idiot or idiots. If it's multiple people, they're just like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." To whoever thought that, whoever decided to make that decision or thought that idea originally, like I would like if Doug ever said something like that, I would slap the shav and been like, "Go home. You're you're tired. Okay. Oh, you're drunk." Hell yeah! Exactly. Yeah. I will boss you an Uber, but like, I think you're drunk, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You go home, lay down. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, and also again, and also like what David Ayer was saying, it was that like I don't remember this as much, but maybe maybe you guys did. But when he said that after Suicide Squad Squad came out, they were like, oh, he's hard to work with. He's difficult to work with. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. And like David, and then everyone defended him. Like Margot Robbie came out and defended him. Will Smith, and they were like, "That's not true. I'm working with him right now. I'm bright." Like, and then Margot Robbie mm-hmm. praised him too. And like Margot Robbie, no, bright was yeah, they're bright, phenomenal. And and so I also Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie was gonna do a movie with him at one point too before it was canceled. So it was like, what to me? I'm just like, you guys, you guys changed the narrative. And what someone said in the comment on on the interview, I was like, wow, that's really he's some, this person up pretty well. He, I'll find out right here in my notes. The person in the comments said something really like, you know what? That's what's what it was. Let me find it real quick. But I don't know. I, I as someone who was a really big, you know, David Ayer fan as is his film. Here we go. Here's the comment. The negative effects of Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy was every other studio. Excuse me. It was every other studio. You, you good, homie? You <clears throat> good? You need some oh, water? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> every other studio envying its popularity and copying it immediately. 
The negative effects of Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy was every other studio envying its popularity and copying it immediately. And I said, like. <clears throat> I said, like. Uh, do, do, do you have a drink of water? <laughs> Before I could well, It's true. But it's true. Yeah. But it's true, though. I think everyone tried to copy Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy as soon as, like, those things blew up. Yeah. No, That's I completely true, agree with you. Take a step away, though. So no, that, uh, but that, that's overall, what it was. yeah, I like me. And you have talked about this, where it's like, you know, we saw a movie. We we're like, this is this is like Marvel, you know, and mm-hmm. we talked about it where it's like they saw Marvel keep going ahead, you know, like Marvel was taking off and they're farther ahead than DC, yeah. and DC was like, yeah, no, we need we need to catch up, and they're doing so well. Let's do what they're doing, and I. I always say this, and I'm sure Nick agrees with me, you know, being a DC fan as well, is that DC is not Marvel. Like, Marvel has dark undertone stories, you know, it does have dark stories, but DC is majority of, of their heroes and villains, it's really dark. Even there's a lot of dark Superman stories, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can't put the same like, uh, like, comedy skit type of move like theme onto it so it doesn't work it yeah. ruins it because that's not yeah, that's yeah. not who they are everyone knows dc is a dark as a dark story like the flash's background like you know a lot of the things that they go through like man like when superman was uh like Superman being trapped, uh, not Superman, uh, Batman being trapped in a maze by the uh, Court of Owls, like, you know, mm-hmm. Superman going against, like, other, like, superpowered people, like Doomsday and stuff, like, it. those stories get very dark, and yeah. you can't do that, especially a movie about villains, about criminals. I don't want to see them getting along and just being like, yeah, we'll save the day like no like i don't mind them getting along but it's like you, you gotta make it dark you can't yeah. have them just being by by laughing and then whatever like you need to you need to keep it in the realm of dc like i understand your concern and worry that marvel's doing well but is there they and they both comic book worlds but they're not the same fucking comic book you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm with you on that i i don't know th- I don't know that I would necessarily say DC is more dark, but I feel like they definitely got like heavier stories. Like there's more yeah. kind of like like gravity and 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 weight to what's going on with them because it's you're, you're dealing with you know godlike beings for the most part. Like someone mm-hmm. I forget who, but, but someone was breaking it down. Like the uh, the Marvel characters, they're supposed to be more relatable, but the DC characters, they're more meant to inspire. So again, like that's kind of like you know like marvel are more or less like everyday people kind of in these extraordinary circumstances but dc is these extraordinary people and beings in these extraordinary circumstances it's just kind of it's it's elevated a little bit dc is just elevated a little bit you know um yeah yeah but to to your point though joe like um, a suicide squad movie like no that's that's got to be dark because also because i'm with you on that like i don't want it to be like it's all criminals slash anti-heroes and they're all like friends more or less like i want it to be like these are criminals forced to do these missions by the government and like they all like hate each other but it's like we we have to work together to survive Mm -hmm. 
and then to yeah, keep like, doing that uh, so it's like they just get like Captain, more and more fucking like sick of each other and shit like that but yep, it'll just be like yeah, a, Dead, you know like that could be dark for sure though Deadshot and captain boomerang don't like each other i'm pretty sure yeah exactly like i was I, I was surprised they didn't do nothing with that uh in the movie yeah because I, I think that would have been cool especially with uh will smith as Deadshot. i was super excited about that i, I was did, like damn yeah and, and viola davis in the uh the in the dc movies bro this is better than marvel by far and again, you yeah, have a good, um, a good director who's proved himself multiple times to like, hey, I can do, I can do this. It, let me do my thing. And again, it was re, it was reactionary. I think we, I think we're a little bit past that now. But I do think that early 2015s, or 2010s, mid 2010s, whatever, reactionary. Like I said, oh, Deadpool did really good. I think Deadpool, Guardians did good. Yeah, it's be like the Guardians. Like you, so yeah, reactionary. They, they, they should have just like, did oh. their own thing. Like it seemed like Snyder was low key about to be the the Feige of the DC universe because yeah. he was like, yeah, guys, this is this is the the slate of movies I have planned. And you know, it was like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. It was all the solo movies of Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and Justice League and Cyborg and shit like that. And you know, like like we've like we've all been saying. You know, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool came out, so everyone was like, okay, we need to. We need to, you know, like uh, shift gears and be more lighthearted. And also, we got to catch up with the Avengers, and that's why we got Justice League so soon. Um, but and it's it's like just let. Could you imagine though, like if if they just let Snyder do his thing, and all the movies came out, and no one was like fucking with Justice League. There was no weed and cut. The the version of BVS that comes out was just the ultimate, like the ultimate edition was the theatrical version. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's kind of like they just let him do like his own thing. Could you imagine how fucking amazing that cinematic universe would be? And again, man, especially compared to now with motherfucking um, uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, uh, like, are God. you serious, bro? We started with Man of Steel. Think about that. We started with bro. Man of Steel, bro. Arguably, arguably like the most creative superman movie Ugh. like ever not the most iconic necessarily like i gotta give christopher reeve that one but mm. like man of steel was just on another level man like it it was so much story and it's in some cases when you watch the movie it's like blinking you'll miss it but like if you look in the background like when when, when they're on uh krypton at the beginning and in the background, you see the moon and it's all cracked in half. That's because that was doomsday. And it's like, damn, this is just kind of, it's all just sprinkled throughout, like throughout the entire movie, just little kind of snippets and Easter eggs and shit like that. Yeah. But, but now we got Shazam Fury of the Gods. And that shit was so ass, dude. Bro. Oh, man. They're like, oh, a little kid superhero? Fucking... We could do more, uh, bro. I fucking, uh, I do. I, I, I remember that ass angry, exactly dude. I need to go somewhere with that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he's a fine guy, but I'm fucking sick of dude. him. Like, did y'all see that video? Like, hey guys, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Kanye. Uh, not Kanye. I like Keanu Reeves. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, dude, like he Keanu was trash talking John Wick four. Like, yeah, he was. He's like John Wick is not really a bad like, look, a family bro. movie. So maybe you just like shouldn't see it. I'm like, bro, did you just tell me to see Shazam: Fury of the Gods instead of John Wick Chapter Four? That's a bad look, bro. That's a Are bad you look. Are me? I'd rather That's a bad bro. look. I'd rather have someone motherfucking paper cut every single web in between my fingers <laughs> to watch that shit again, man. Bro. You, like, no, he, bro. Just, keeps doing just based it. on the trailers, I'm like, man, Shazam compared, Shazam compared to John Wick, that ain't nothing, man. Oh, my bro. God. 
he said that. Right. I remember like he went on this whole like thing of like he still again. I, I love Zach Levi. I really do. I think I'm a big fan of him. I really am. But my man, shut the hell up. Like he, he, he literally real, went on like. Dude. On this, like, you know, this tour of the past couple of years, like, years, past couple of months, like, you know, your movie didn't do well, but, 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 bro, just take the L, take the L, trust me, take the L, take the L. You're not, you are literally hurting yourself now, then you are bro, helping yourself. Hey, find another movie project to work on, man. Stop yeah, trying to bro. make a thing because nobody's asking for it, man. No Even, one's asking for if, it. Do, do you guys have, um, you guys have HBO Max or Max now? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't know if y'all have seen, there's like this DC. Um, three episode kind of documentary um, on there uh, and at, at one point like in the second episode or something it was Zachary Levi being interviewed like he was being interviewed about Shazam but it was talking about like how superheroes kind of like affect us uh, when we like read the stories and see the movies and da 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 and he was talking about Shazam like crying and tearing up and shit like that Bro. and like it was like you know be inspired by whoever you want to be inspired by for sure but i'm like dog this is shazam it is not that serious man <laughs> uh, <laughs> like i know you're not tearing up over shazam it's, it's just it's just it's just so important to me. I'm like, what oh, more do you want God. from me? <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want from me? me? Speaking, like, of Jango, oh, speaking of Jango, yeah, his, his Tyrese audition tape for uh, Jango. <laughs> Dude, oh, no, you say spot on, Nick. I mean, li- literally, like, I was I was brought up last week too. It was like, bro, this man, this man, when I, every convention too, was saying, yeah, no. Like, bro, just take the L. Like, you take the... Like, bro, it sucks. It sucks. Your, your movie made, only made $30 million opening weekend. I'm sorry, man. That fucking sucks. It really does. But also, you were caught in a really bad time of your movie coming out because of how everyone's changing the rebooting. Also, bro, your movie wasn't that good. Your movie wasn't that good. That's, I, I, I pseudo like yeah, the first one. Yeah, stop fucking defending it, bro. You know it was ass when you made it. Yeah, dude, it, it is and like, bro, like just like, this whole like kind of like redemption tour, like you know, you know, this not you know, we got screwed, like, bro. This you're literally hurting yourself now. Then you are helping yeah, yourself. He's up there shut talking up. about fucking like you guys need to be more selective about what you watch because believe oh, it or dude, exactly. Hollywood doesn't oh, care about God, movies to give you, bro. God, same the, bro. the dude in the shitty ass fucking movie. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like you're you're part of the problem, man. Yeah, no, dude, uh, it's part of the problem. Hollywood will, will knowingly give you shitty movies. You starred dude, in two of them, bro. He, like, bro, God well, damn. Like, get the well, fuck out of here with that uh, shit. Uh, give me Man of Steel 2. God, that's funny. Holy shit, I'm cracking up, dude. No, you're, you're, not, dude, you're not wrong. It's like, bro, you're... Li- dude. I'm, I'm never wrong, dog. I never yeah, true, true. Facts. But uh, honest, but like, honestly, like he literally, like, like bro, like, he, he like, also, no one asked for you to say this shit. Like, bro, like, in... It's been months, bro. Like, move the fuck on, man. Like, bro, seriously, man. move on. And I get sick of you. I you know, as, as a know, fan of this man. Too. He's about to be in the next Spy Kids movie, apparently. Spy oh, people, Kids people are mad about that. Oh, people are mad about that. The last one. Yeah, ah. Netflix. Netflix bought the rights to Spy Kids. Bro, uh, they should have stopped after part three, man. They should have stopped after game over oh, because God, I thought it was true. Booty. It was. Thinky man. And also, I, I, I don't be. I don't be an asshole. Like, I like the dude a lot too. I do like. I, I like the guy a lot as a filmmaker, Rob, Rob Rodriguez. But bro, move on, bro. You are a move on, Spy Kids, bro. You were. Uh, how do you know? Spy Kids was dog shit. Bro, you are bro, a fifty. And I love Rob Rodriguez a lot as a filmmaker. I, I respect that. I respect the guy a lot. I really, I really do. I love you, know, El Marachi. I love you know Dust, Dust Till Dawn. You know that's, that's my guy, man. And also Spy Kids was my shit, dude. Or Sin City well, too. I was about like, to say, did he do Sin City? Yeah, yeah bro, he, he did he Sin City. Sin City uh, yeah. movie. I don't know. Like his, his, 
Planet Terror is my shit, bro. Like, and I love, and I love the the, the OG three Spy Kids, bro. Move on, like seriously, bro. Move. And again, also, to, yeah, that, to be that fair, Spy Kids trilogy goes hard. It goes hard in the pain, right? And, and to be fair, too, I actually did. Like, I saw it in London because it was kind of boring. I might as well go, it's, it's too, Monday night. We'll see it. Why not? I didn't like. Actually, actually, kind of enjoyed his Alita Battle Angel a little bit. It wasn't the best movie ever, but I still had fun with it. I still enjoyed no. it for what it was. Like, it was cool. Oh, Alita cool. was cool. It was because cool. I just saw it like a couple I, months I ago. It was too, it was really cool, but it didn't it cool. feel like Robert Rodriguez. It really felt like it was a James Cameron movie. Oh um, no, I, I was getting Spike Kids vibes during that battle sequence when she was that that arena, that little ball arena. I was like, oh no, this is giving me Spike Kids. I I felt Robert Rodriguez a lot because I mean, even though he used Bill Pope, who you know shot the Matrix and shot Spider Man Two and all yeah, the other damn, right movies. That. Yeah, Bill Pope was a DP as a DP on um, oh, on Jesus Alita. Christ. But uh, but yeah, dude. It, to I me, think. I I didn't. Think, I, I thought Lita was fine, but it was cool. I liked it a lot. Hey, bro, like, you're milking the fuck out of Spike Kids right now, man. Like, I'm yeah, sorry, man. Oh, man, give me Yeah, bro. Cause I'm not gonna lie. Since two, since two was kind of ass. <laughs> it was like it was just kind of like I'm like, yeah, y'all didn't need to make this, man. Cause it was like, what was the point of this? It didn't feel like it furthered anyone's stories, and I didn't really know where it took place chronologically. I was right. He, 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 he did fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That was my shit growing up, bro. That movie was my dude, shit. Nah, that shit was hard. Shark, yeah. Shark Boy was that dude. Nah, like, he was. Shit. That was. <laughs> remember what Shark Boy was I never liked the that? name Dream Journal, though. I will admit that I never liked how how we call it his Dream Journal. I'm like, that's teacher. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, Mr. Electric sent him to the principal's office and happened to no. Bro, who? No I'm one spoke like that, bro. And, if, and you get your ass no, beat, bro. That, I don't that care that how old you were. was a fucking menace, man. I know that bro, he was. Dude, he I, was I have always. He, he was awake when he was in the room, bro. I know he was like aware of himself, man. That, <laughs> bro, bro, he was a fucking super villain, bro. Narc, bro. Dude, he was narc. like a thirty-year-old man when he was five, bro. <laughs> like narc. Uh, Hey, Dark, we might need. I have, <laughs> Never mind. I have always, I've always hated like Hollywood bullies because you know you'd look at it and you'd be like, you're getting bullied by this dickhead. Like, come on. Yeah, come on, bro. Like, him? How bro, the fuck are you getting bullied by him? 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 Out of all people, stop. bro. Don't like, go cry. Like, just say, just stop. <laughs> bro. Like, I know. I've so never I, liked, I've never liked bullies in Hollywood because they never, they don't do it right. They do it so awful where you're just like, come on now, this is dumb. Just <laughs> shut up. Like, what, it'd be yeah, like a scrawny like, kid versus like some muscular 30 year old looking motherfucker in high school being like, how the fuck are you, bro, are you, you getting bullied? You have a 401k, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, Back. come on, bro. Literally, you have a 401k. I Why don't you in high school? I believe this right now. <laughs> you know? Wait, so com- completely off topic, though. Actually, I, for, for, for a funny thing, wait, Nick, can you tell a joke you told me on, on, uh, on the movies on Sunday? I, you had me cracking up, bro. The, the IMAX, the 11, 11 mile thingy <laughs> wait, wait. So, oh okay. yeah so, um, <laughs> go, go ahead go ahead so basically basically so I'll, I'll have to tell the joke though. You, you had me cracking up before the movie started so yeah so for the imax if you saw, if you saw uh, up and hyper 70 millimeter imax the the how imax film is pretty long but 70 millimeter imax is enormous and so it it was literally like it was like what 11 miles long like how big this thing was and you can you can hear that the like the, the whole projectionist sound when you when you hit the, during quiet parts of the movie, and mm-hmm. it's it's probably the, the most it's probably the most massive IMAX film thing ever. But tell the joke you told me before the movie started. I was cracking up. Yeah, since the uh, since it's eleven miles of, of film footage, I was I forgot I forgot like how I led into it, but I was like it was like like the joke was like two guys side with each other or something like that, and 
One was like, hey, you saw Oppenheimer, how long was it? 11 miles? He's like, 11 miles? Yeah, it's 11 miles long, but it's like, because it's, um, it's 11 miles of footage that they filmed on. And that shit cracked me up. I, love, I kept laughing about it. And like the girl at Harkins was like, welcome to Harkins. And I was like, I, and I was like, st- and I was still laughing, bro. And she was like, she, she had a lot to say. She was like, there's no, no trailers. And all, all you heard was, like a flight attendant. She was like, welcome to Harkins. You might see Oppenheimer. Tell me IMAX. <gasps> <laughs> she was mad because I was like the third time she had to do that for Oppenheimer. She's like, I've seen this movie three fucking times a day. I'm tired Enough. of this shit. Um, but then, wait, also, get it, there's, there's a scene in Oppenheimer too where Nick referred to it as Toppenheimer, which had me cracking up as well too. Oh man, uh, <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't repeat that. Not on the podcast. No, 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 I don't know if you heard this, Nick, but the guy next to the guy next to me goes, he goes, all right. <laughs> Did he say that, bro? Yeah. I do not remember that, bro. He goes, all right. He goes, all right. And I'm like, bro, come on now, bro. I was like, get your horny ass somewhere else, bro. Like, hey, man, not right next to me, bro. Yeah. He basically pulled a, a quagmire, you know, just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it was a fucking reflex for this guy. And I was like, bro, for come real. on now. That man does not see a lot of action. He's just like, finally. Yeah, my time. My time is. My time. He was finally on IMAX, too. Again, as they say, IMAX. Oh, man. What a Again, time man. to be alive. IMAX and Climax. There you go. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's finally full. full like the Key and Peel skit. <laughs> the fucking detective and shit. Oh yeah. The, the, oh my the, god. That that the, one is fucking funny. Dude, my, my Spanish like teacher my in high now. school showed us that man. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like we were we were like doing we were like doing like homework. He's like, wait guys, oh, I got I gotta show this really funny fucking video. And he just fucking <laughs> like turns off the lights and puts it on. The middle of fucking class. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah, we were like, okay, but Dude, He's oh like, my yeah, god. Yeah, you guys don't have to do homework anymore. It's, it's free time. Y'all can just chill. Y'all can just chill. Free time. Now. Free time. Oh man, back when back when life, when you before you had jobs, when you had free time. Uh those hey. were the days, man. Those were the fucking I days. I miss those days. But uh I used to be dude. so fucking just happy and peaceful and shit. And then Not tired. I used to be well rested. I used to get I used to get 12 hours of sleep every night. That's how peaceful Not my life me. was back I hated in high that school. Man. Shit, man. High school was dog man, shit. I was walking on clouds, player. Not me, dude. I, I tried to escape. I was walking in school. Everybody so loved me, man. Shit. Good for you, motherfuckers. I, yeah, I didn't I even know hated me. Like, yeah, I wanted a little like, bit of neck. Bro, D- Doug. Like I, there was times where like I went to like I left to like go somewhere, and like I get hit up by it, with by Doug like in the middle of, like my little vacation or whatever my getaway in a different state you'd be like bro this person started talking shit and I was like who the fuck is that high <laughs> school a fucking nightmare I hated it I would never want to relive it never want to visit I'm not going to fucking remember. it is dog shit fuck that <laughs> oh my god uh, well speaking of high school not really um <laughs> <laughs> um but so yeah i wanted to be honestly so like right now i think you know i mean this is going to be something i think you know if things will get moved because of the strikes right now and we're still we're still going you know head you know we're still going you know the midst of the two of these strikes so i wanted to go around you know the, the room right now i'm so i'm, I'm gonna name off 
I'm gonna name off. Um, oh, wait, actually, Nick, are you, are you logging off right now, Nick? Yeah, are we, uh, unless we're about to do the uh, the Denzel and uh, Anton yeah. Fuqua and oh, we're about okay. No, no, yeah, yeah, because I got my yeah. list ready. Yeah, for sure. For, yeah, for sure. So, is this for the fall movie, or is you you want to do the Denzel and Antoine Fuqua? Um, I got I got all the lists ready. Okay, I cool. So today, so I'm ready. All right, cool. Let, so before you hop off, let me real quick. Let's go through this list real quick of fall 2023 movies. Again, again, I I put an asterisk over this too, so I feel like things might get moved again because of the strike. So you know, things with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, that's true. You never know these <sighs> days, man. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna see a movie and see both of you guys see what you think about this. Okay, so starting with starting off with fall movie season. Now we're out of the summer. Equalizer three. Is that a yes for you guys or is that a no? That's a yes for me. Yeah. With the okay. asterisk, I still need to finish the second one, but it's it's okay. a yes for me for sure. Yeah, two two is, two is okay. The first one is awesome. I, I hear I'm this one. I'm hearing three is really good. I'm hearing three is like really fucking good. So that makes me happy to hear that. I'm looking forward um, to that one then. I'm looking fun. forward to it too. All right, September eighth, the Nun two. <laughs> like, no. I know I'm gonna watch it at some point, but I'm kind of like, y'all, um, hell nah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm more, I'm more so watching it out of like curiosity. Like, what the fuck are y'all gonna do this time? It's more yeah. like that. It's not like, oh, hell yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I want to so see it because I think it's gonna be good. It ain't like that at all. It's just like, man, what, 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 y'all, what kind of bullshit y'all gonna do this time? Yeah. Did, did, uh, who wrote? No, James Wan. No, James Wan didn't write anything this time too, so it's not even what his. So, ah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, he washed um, his hands of that shit, didn't he? Yeah, I don't blame him. Like, bro, get, get me out of this shit. Um, <laughs> I September fifteenth. I want to be free. September fifteenth, a haunting in Venice. Hell yeah! Is, really? Yeah, man. Because I, I saw. The um, okay. The, the the trailer's fucking dope, and because I I'd seen. Really? Um, yeah, because I I saw Death on the Nile. Um. With Army with, Hammer, with my girl in, in theaters <laughs> with Army Hammer, yeah. World, world cannibal Army Army Hammer. <laughs> I know that's fucking crazy, but but no, yeah, like I've seen it, and like I, I like I like detective movies, and um, I like I like the the kind of I forget what her name is, um, who wrote the books that that space. Oh, I got the Christie. I get the Christie. I like that style because growing up, like I would. Um, that's the type of movies I would watch with like my grandma. It'd be the older black and white movies where. If it is a detective movie, like it's not really a whole lot of action. It's literally just him like talking to people and having like these crazy interactions and having to use like deductive reasoning to figure out who did it and why and blah blah blah. So I like that it was like old school, but with modern filmmaking technologies. So and like with this third one, um, because it looks like there's like a supernatural kind of twist to it based on the trailer, and like I'm mm-hmm. like. Just the way these things typically go, I'm kind of thinking like it ain't gonna be no no supernatural shit. It's gonna be like smokes and mirrors or whatever. But the way that they set it up, it's kind of like okay, like maybe is it? And like maybe even like the detective, like he's kind of looking like he's he's out of his element because in the trailer he was kind of sweating a little bit. So I'm like, okay, okay, you've piqued my interest, and now yeah. you have my attention. So yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely that's a good my line. Mind. That's a good line. I like that. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I know I'm gonna say no for me because I, I didn't really care for death. I, I didn't care for uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and I kind of fell asleep watching Death on the Nile. So mm-hmm. that's a no for me. But okay, September 22nd. This one I'm kind of looking forward to for some odd reason is Expendables Four. Yes, you or no from you guys. What? It's it's kind of a no for me. Okay, um, 
Because like Expendables was a fun movie, but it was kind of like that's a little corny. Then corny. Expendables two was it was a little weak to me. Expendables three was that was weird. It was yeah, it was kind of like uh, it's it's not really even that that memorable to me. But it was kind of yeah, like kinda like it like what was the the point of it? Because I like I I can't even really talk shit about it because I don't remember what happened. So and Expendables four to me just looks like it's some of the same actors. Overall, it's it's a smaller cast it looks like but it's just okay we got megan fox and 50 cent yeah, man. yeah. 50 <laughs> i'm like man i did not ask for this with his old ass well it's a, uh, it's a yes for me yeah me too me too for some reason also because I, they're going back to the rated r yes for some yeah. stupid reason but before or it's going to be rated r yeah okay it's it's half of a yes so it's yes because I do enjoy action movies, even if they're cheesy. You know, I feel like with with the expend uh, the Expendables, like they're cheesy, but it's also like not so cheesy to where you're just like, all right, secondhand embarrassment, turning this off, I can't do it no more. You know what I mean? It's like those. It reminds yeah, me of yeah. sort of old school action movies that we we still enjoy to this day. So you know, mm-hmm. like I I I, I want to see the new Expendables. It looks good. I think I'll enjoy it. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't expect much, but you know, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so that's September twenty mm-hmm. second, the 29th of September. Two things. Starting off with the one that I want to see the most is the creator. Is it yes from you guys? This shit looks awesome. The, the creator. I, I think yeah. I gotta watch the trailer again because I wasn't yeah, feeling I gotta it. Watch that trailer. Trailer. It's John David Washington. It's the guy who did Rogue One. It looks huh. fucking awesome. Damn! Put John David trailer. Washington in a Star Wars movie. Bro, it looks it's a it's a original original sci-fi blockbuster in IMAX. It hmm. looks John David Washington, who I, I just love, who I adore. Dude, it looks it's basically like a war between humans and AI, but it looks so amazing. It, lo- it looks just it looks literally like like it looks so crisp and crispy and like looks like amazing. So I cannot wait for this hmm. movie. I'm so stoked for it. You know. I, I don't know. I loved it. I loved Johnny Washington so much too. So I'm kind of like, yo, I'm there day one. So to me, I want I want to support original filmmaking too because this guy also went to Comic Con a few months ago and was like, we got to support original filmmaking. I was like, yes, yes, clap. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. So I, I want to see it for the genre. For the genre, the 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 genre alone, John David Washington and an IMAX sci-fi movie. I'm there, I'm there. So that to me, I'm hyped for that. Also opening up to September 29th is Saw 10. That's a hell no for me. That's a hell no for me. Nah, that's low key. Yes, for me. I've seen all the Saw movies. What? I'm like, I, I, because I'm like, I gotta see what kind of crazy twist they pull out what? of their ass this time. Even Spiral. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see Spiral. Damn, I forgot about that. We almost that did. One. Remember, remember, we saw Army of the Dead, and Hamza goes, "Why are we seeing Spiral?" And I'm like, "I'm not paying to see Spiral, bro. We're seeing Army, we're seeing Snyder, Army of the Dead. Like, I'm not paying to see fucking. Oh, yeah, I love Chris Rock. I do." But I'm like, that should look kind of whack. I was like, nah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not trying to like, I don't buy him as in like a serious, serious role like that. Um, I just maybe I just haven't seen him in the right thing yet. But I'm like, nah, man, like I'm not saw. Him, yeah, saw like uh, uh, even Martin Lawrence, like recently he just did like a, a dark, serious detective movie. But it was like one of the kind of like more like like lower budget kind of smaller studio films. But it was kind of like, why are y'all doing this? I wonder. And I, I and also I'm like, is is Martin Lawrence going to be convincing in a more serious role like that? 
I think they're trying to do what, you know, I think for them it's like John Belushi, right, John? Or is it? Yeah, John Belushi, yeah. Yeah, but basically he tried being a serious actor, but no one took him serious because he was he was marked for, you know, certain roles, you know? So it's like that. They don't want to get stuck. They want to take acting more seriously. But I feel like, you know, you can do that, but you got to find the role for you. And yeah, because yeah. a detective is not the guy, you know? He doesn't scream like tough detective to me, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, Martin not, Lawrence, like no disrespect. I love Martin Lawrence, but I'm like, I'm not buying it right now. Yeah, like right, so... it, I think they need to do different characters, and then you know we'll we'll be able to be like, yeah, they did great in that one. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, so Saw Ten, yes from yes from Nick, Joe, you. No, I don't watch horror movies. Yeah. Okay. So that's no no from two of us. Okay. So that that was the end of September, October sixth. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Actually, this fall is Danny McBride and David Gordon Green's The Exorcist. Yo, this I'm one, to that. I, I love the hell first... yeah. I've I've only seen the first and the third Exorcist. Um, Me too. I love both, um, and I'm 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 curious to see what what Danny McBride does with this one, especially with what he did with the um with the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Um, I feel like kind of because of how that franchise, how how that how his trilogy was, like I feel like yeah. I want I wonder is like when they do possession, is it gonna be like a different type of possession? Is it gonna be like an actual demon or is it maybe going to be just kind of like it's in their heads like it's like a shared psychosis like how they be doing the movies and stuff sometimes yeah i don't know is it going to be contagious or something like that i don't know what do you think joe i'm pretty sure in the movie in the trailer they they showed uh one of the, the actress who played the mother right or at least mm-hmm. her character. Yeah, she's back. She's From, back. So yeah, she's so back. The, so yeah, and she talks about. I know they. They. She talks to whatever. Like they knew each other. So I think this one's gonna be demon oh, possession. Yeah, you so, right. I forgot about yeah. that. What they're do. What they're doing is basically what Danny McBride, David Gordon Green with Halloween. Basically, Halloween twenty eighteen yeah, came out. Take it back to the original. Yes, take it back to the original because there were others that were you know made yeah. by other people that were supposed yeah. to continue on and those were absolute Halloween shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You I saw Halloween ends. I'm I'm about to get into some spoilers if that's it's all fine. right. It's, it's been a it's been a year and a no, half. It's, it's fine. Yeah, do you think I'm again because yeah. in the third one, like they was making it seem like um Michael's quote unquote evil or whatever was kind of like it could possessive. be spread. Yeah, it was like possessive because like he had the interaction with um with the dude um that what was his name? Was, yeah, that was the <laughs> like, killing the, the, the kid at the at the beginning. Like yeah. he had his interaction with that guy and then like he turned into like the next Michael and then like he literally just kind of like lost his mind and was a completely Corey. different person by the end, and then they had to kill him, and it was kind of like, yeah, it seems like y'all are saying you know his his bullshit can spread basically so that's why i'm kind of like i wonder if it's kind of like that with um with the exorcist because it's like we're taking what you know but just kind of putting like a a a slightly different spin on it like recontextualizing it um, Mm -hmm. a little bit i think so and again they're doing that smart they're doing the way they did halloween they they basically ignored all the sequels they're gonna do a direct sequel to the first one they brought back the main uh the main girl so it, it, make, it makes sense so i think you know it makes sense that they're doing it so i'm looking forward to it because i'm a big fan of both of them um 
This one, also October 6th. It's called Dumb Money. It's with Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, uh, America oh, Ferrara. Okay. I saw it's, the trailer for that. I kind of want to see it. That's, that's a yes for me. That's a yes for me. Yeah, it's basically about... Basically about when, you know, during COVID, when the GameStop and AMC shares, like, plummeted or whatever, everyone bought into it, and then the shares went all the sh- skyrocketed up. So, I kind of like stuff like that. I kind of like a true story. It's kind of, again, set, it's going to be set in COVID, quote-unquote, and they got a good cast to it. So, I'm looking forward to it, because we were a lot, because we were present, and we were live during that tier- period. So, I kind of want to see how, like, they kind of, like, make fun of it, make fun of it also during COVID as well. So, also a, also a yes for me as well. So, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, October 13th, nothing. All right. October 20th, Killers of the Flower Moon. Scorsese is back. That's a yes for me. Yes for me as well. It look, it's based on a book. This is supposed to be like, this is supposed to be like Scorsese's like next, like, you know, epic, you know, with De Niro and DiCaprio. I will say though, I really did not like the Irishman at all. I, I that to me was just a bore fest. I was like, I took my watch every two minutes. So I'm like, this is this is boring me. But I can't, I like the concept of like how like how you know it's how how fucked up it is that what happened. And I know I think you know Scorsese did a good job of like showing how fucked up things can get. You know, in a lot of his movies. So um, yeah, three hours and thirty five minutes. It's going to be long. It's going to be long. I'll tell you that. But. The trailer sold me when I saw it a few weeks ago. At I think I saw where I saw the movie. I saw that that's a trailer for it. So I, I'm sold on this too. It's gonna be long as fuck, but I'll I'll see it. As long as it's better than fucking uh, Irishman, I, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, Irishman was a disappointment. I, like it was I a fine film, but it was kind of like, man, it wasn't all of that. Yeah, watch the trailer when you can. I think you, I think it might it might intrigue you a little bit, but it's I don't know, yeah, it's, it's just I think it's gonna be, it might be a little absurdly long. It is three hours thirty five minutes. So you know, it's it's what it does, man. Scorsese. Um, okay, October 27th. This one I'm also looking forward to as well. I know you're not a horror fan, Joe, but this one is Five Night at Freddy's. I'm oh, yeah. yeah. because of Markiplier. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. The fan, the community isn't too happy with the eyes of the uh, animatronics. Really? Yeah, mm. because so the eyes are supposed to be like so the pupils what we'll call it pupils it's supposed to be white and then the the sockets are supposed to be black so the fans are like they don't like that that they're red and whatever they're supposed to be like a dark they're supposed to so the uh, basically the iris is supposed to be black and then the pupils supposed to be white like mm-hmm. that's what it is so they're not too excited about it, about the eyes but other than that people seem to be very still very interested in it i'm interested in it to see what they do see how it goes i'm yeah because i became a fan because of markiplier on youtube yeah i want to see this definitely i definitely want to see this however what worries me is that the, the universe is doing that weird shit again they're doing that day and day release where they're going to put it on theaters put it on peacock oh, the same day and that to me no. you, you fucked yourself in the box office yeah and, ain't and, no one gonna leave their house to watch no that. dude no and what kind of worries me too is that that means because they did that shit with halloween ends and kills and i like halloween ends I, I kills is fine but to me that shows we have no faith in this movie we have Absolutely no faith in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you shot yourself in the foot. I mean, I hope I'm I'm really hoping because it's Blum because it's Blumhouse too. So you probably made it for five dollars and a thing of crackers, so they made, they made it for hella cheap. That's <laughs> oh, what, 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 what Blumhouse does: make it really cheap movies and make a huge profit off of it. So, but to me, 
And I'm like, this is the only one that's doing it out of all the Universal releases this year. And I, I love Universal, but you know, I'm, we're a big fan of Universal. But at the same time, I'm like, well, why would you do this? We're we're past this day and day release thing. Why do you keep doing this to yourself? To me, it means like this movie's not good, or they're hiding something. That like, hey, we're we're gonna take our losses. We're gonna put it on Peacock. It is what it is. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's really good. But also, to me, it's just like you're gonna hurt yourself at the box office even more now. So. Facts. I don't know. Like That's how I see it. You're, you're, you're losing more money than you could have gotten. You know, yeah, what I mean? dude. Like, even if the movie doesn't do good, like you'll still get a lot more people willing to go fucking yeah, see this movie Hall- in it's theaters Halloween weekend. and be like, you know, what I mean, because there's people like us who'll be like, oh, people didn't like it, but I'm still gonna go see it because yeah. I want to see what they did wrong. Like, it's a big community of fans. That like there's a lot of people who love Five Nights at Freddy's video game, so I know a lot of those people are gonna would have if if they didn't play on Peacock, they would have went to go see this movie, because a lot of people like my little sister who never like wants to ever go to movie theaters wants to see that movie, but now this is gonna be on Peacock, she she's gonna stay home. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they only uh, had theaters, peep a lot of people would have went. They would have made a decent amount of money compared to what they'll be making now dude lit- litter yeah so that to me bothers me so um, you know we'll see again but i think we'll see it nick will go see it when it comes out um but i i i hope i, I hope i hope we're wrong I hope, I hope we're wrong and it's good that's like, oh, awesome we were wrong so all right so that's october 27th that's the last movie of october and then november 3rd nothing anymore because doom part two just moved to march so nothing then november, november 10th the marvels to me, this is a maybe. I, I'm kind of marveled out right now. I no, I like no, I, I like the if it because like like why not? But I'm kind of I don't. It's it's weird because one issue I have with the Marvel movies is their emphasis on on humor. But I'm watching the trailer right. for this. And I'm like, it kind of just it looks like it's specifically made to be a comedy. So I'm like, okay, well, if it's made to be quote unquote funny, you can't be mad at it for trying to be quote unquote funny but then like the um the director Nia DaCosta apparently said um yeah with this movie we're trying to we're like we're actually trying to make it funny but she was it was it read like like as if Marvel and Disney hasn't made this shit funny before so it was like that statement yeah. I, I was kind of weird like you're saying it like y'all ain't just been doing this the whole time yeah, yeah. I get that I'm not Maybe. gonna see it because if it has nothing to do with Spider-Man, I give no fucks for it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I saw Thor, but I waited till the movie, so, you know, on streaming. Oh, Love of Thunder, yeah, yeah, which was just big no. Uh, and then um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I actually did want to go see that in theaters, but you know, your boy broke, broke. Dude, uh, yeah, change, so. I thought you might have be like, but that. uh, yeah, facts. Uh, no, for me, I, I did see it. No, I did. I enjoyed it. I think they no, did no, well. Right, I was saying, but I mean, the Marvels is a no from you. Is what oh I'm saying. God, no, fuck no. If it's so, not Spider Man or Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm not gonna. Yeah. So right now, it's a maybe for me, and here's why. I think for me, I like Nia Dacosta's doing that. She did the Candyman reboot. That that I thought was really fucking good. I like the I like the reboot of Candyman a lot actually. Yeah, that was, um, dope. That was dope. I like that. It. It's good. It, it's you know, it's it definitely feels like a Jordan Peele movie, even though even though he produced and wrote it, it definitely feels like he like he did it in, sometimes. But Nita Costa did a good job of like making like that kind of horror to kind of feel real and stuff like that. So I like that. I like her as a filmmaker. Um, I like. I see, to me is that I like. My, uh, was it Monica Rambo? I like her a lot. 
I didn't watch I didn't watch Miss Marvel. I think I mean I may watch it eventually, but I didn't, it just didn't appeal to me as much. Miss like, Marvel is that the one with the? Uh... Yeah, she's like the Pakistani the um, superhero. Oh, the young Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah Disney Plus. No, I didn't watch that shit. So, and also, I like Brie Larson a lot, but I don't. But I don't think she. I think she's kind of phoning in a lot with as Captain Marvel. She's kind of like, yeah, I'm here, guys. Yep, I'm here. I don't know who wants to see Captain Marvel no more. Yeah, yeah right. no, that movie was what boring, notes? bro. I was like, this character is supposed to be so badass and everything, and then we yeah, got like, this I, shit. Fuck. I, this. I feel bad for Brie Larson though because like. I think she could potentially play the character well, and she doesn't seem like a bad like person. But uh, the movie was wacky, so and it kind of felt like she was just getting like hella fucking hate. And I'm like, uh, like don't shit on Brie Larson, shit on yeah, the movie. No, it, it, was, it yeah. was the writing. It was the writing of filmmaking yeah, that, that made that writing it just did not real help. boring. Yeah, that movie was not like there was nothing. There was nothing in that movie that made it stand out. That's the thing. They're just like, here's yeah. this character. Enjoy. And it was <laughs> like how Nick Fury lost his eye in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. I that felt was really yeah, cheated. I was like, are you shitting me right now? Joking me, bro. Uh, we were all bro. cheated on. That was a big... Che- that was like... Dude, I was like, that was, uh, a, that was weak as fuck, bro. But you had to watch it for Endgame. For that movie ticket. But you had to watch. You had to watch it for Endgame. We kind of like you got to watch it. It's a prerequisite. You're like, I guess. And I mean, you it mean, wasn't even a prerequisite. The only thing yeah, was the like, oh, this, scene. Is, this is what happened to Ms. Marvel uh, or Captain Marvel in the '90s. But it's like this didn't have shit to do with the uh, with uh, Thanos. No. So yeah. Nothing, I, nothing. So it's maybe for I me. We'll, 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 we'll or invasion. So. Understandable. But yeah, even I didn't yeah, watch sure, that But even even was so, yeah, all right, so that's number nah. 10th is the, is the Marvels. All right, number 17th, the one I'm looking forward to actually the most of November is the Hunger Games, the prequel, the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. And this to me, I'm really hyped for because of the cast. You have Viola Davis going to be in it too. It's going to be a young Snow. And the guy who wrote the best Hunger Games movie, Catching Fire, which is my favorite of the franchise, hmm. came out of retirement for this movie, to write this oh, movie. Oh, damn. So I'm oh, like, damn. ooh. He also wrote Force Awakens, which is my favorite of the Disney Star ooh. Wars movie. And he retired out. He retired after Force Awakens. I'm like, damn! If he's playing a retirement oh, for this movie, it must be good. Okay, it must I'm, be good. I'm definitely intrigued now, but I haven't seen any of the Hunger Games movies, and I haven't read any of the Hunger Games. You, you, you don't books. have to, because it's a prequel, so you're you're good to go. You're good okay, to go. Bet. Okay, you're okay, okay. This, this, this is made yes for you. Reason. It's a yes this for is, reason. Hell yeah! And here's why too. It means you also it means you're hosting a little our our joint birthday party together. Comes out on our birthday. We're renting out the entire theater by our new place for the movie. So you and Kellen are going to come. Everyone's going to come. We're going to have the entire theater to ourselves for this movie. I hate y'all. Oh, you already know. We will shit. zoom you from the. We will, we will have the zoom. We'll have the zoom call. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll, have we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have the zoom call. Just turn the Fact. volume up extra, extra high so you can uh, hear dude, the movie. If, if this Fact. movie moves, moves place, dates, place the means computer by one of the speakers. We have the whole theater to ourselves. We're going to have a, a laptop of you literally on the on the chair next to us. <laughs> uh, it better say reserved for best of, friends. Of course. That's it, and then a fucking computer. If not, we're having problems. And I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if this movie gets delayed, me and Z is going to be ruined. We're going to be, we're going to be, because so, we plan this for a year. We plan this for a year. We, we got, we, now we, we, we live by, our, we live by our own theater now. We're, we're the whole rental rent left for all our friends, like Nick and Kaylin and all our friends, all of her friends too. So it's going to be like, our own little Don't feeder, so 
Some. 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 <laughs> Sorry, some. keep going. Oh, man, some. I'm not joking. Who are invited, whatever. <laughs> but so Nick, so be, so yes, you'll be fine because it's a prequel, so you're good to go, my friend. Awesome. Uh, so this one I'm kind of unsure about, also the 17th of November, is Taika Waititi's movie called Next Goal Wins. And this is his kind of like not first heaven. movie. That's what I Yes, it's Fastbender, but they had went through so many reshoots because of a COVID. But also, it also starred uh, Can- Mr. Cannibal Army Hammer in this, so they had to reshoot the entire thing again with Will Arnett in the in the scenes. So wow, Will yeah, Arnett? I gotta see that. I gotta see that. That's a yes for me. Yes, yes for me crazy. too. I want to see again. I like Taika Waititi a lot, but there was so much of him in the past five years. I'm like, give us a fucking break, please give us a break of him. Like, I like him a lot, but it was like Ta- Taika everywhere. I, I, I got too much. tired of him after after Love and Thunder, man. I was, too. I was like, like Jesus. oh Taika, yeah, yeah, Taika Waititi. I'm like, bro, like this is too dude, much. They were anyway, on his dick, bro. Holy shit, everyone was, dude. Everybody, bro, was. they just said like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna oh, prove y'all man. wrong. I'm, he, like, everyone was. Me. I'm like, bro, but. I want to see it because it's not, it's a non it's a non Thor movie. It's based on a kind of a true story about this Amer- American Samoa team. Like they're so bad, bro. Like they're literally so bad. So they hire yeah. Michael Fassbender, like the only white guy on the island, to coach them, and it looks funny as hell. It looks super. It kind of reminds me of uh, Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell, basically, but Ooh. American, but but, but, but like but like American Samoa version of it, and it looks really funny. And the the, tra- the trailers had me cracking up laughing. So I recommend watching the this trailer. Is my but. First. Yeah, this is it, the first time I'm hearing about it, but I'll check it out. I it can't say really, yes or no. Really it sounds interesting. So that's that. Uh, November 22nd is, I don't even care about this movie, is uh, Ridley Scott's Napoleon. No, uh, no. I'm out. Okay, skip. Uh, that's a nope. It's a no for me, dog. And then there's nothing th- during Thanksgiving. Nothing during Thanksgiving. There dude, there's nothing for three weeks until December 15th with Wonka. Thank God. And- it, no for me. It's no. a no for me. Like, uh, actually, it's like a. I'm gonna watch me. it. I'm gonna watch it because the cause... the first Wonka, the the Gene Wilder one, that's that's always yeah. Willy Wonka to me, man. Like, that oh yeah, that's that weird Johnny Depp one. That's that weird Johnny Depp one. Just that story weird. was so weird. Weird. Like what the fuck? Like they tried making it creepy, and you're just like. Bro, what? You know what I mean? Like Gene Wilder was it will forever be the best, you know, Willy Wonka. And I'm not a fan of Timothy Shallot, so I just wanna see Oof. if he at least does it some justice. If not, then fuck. I, I just I have to see it to judge it, basically. That's really the only reason I'm gonna watch it. To to judge it, to see if they at least did the character the you know, justice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All right, so the next one after that is the, this is the last one of the year. Here we go. It's going to be December twentieth, and guess what? It is Aquaman two and the forever changing reboots, reboots <laughs> reshoots, and yes. the delayed. Yes for me. Yeah, that's yeah. Joe, it's a yes for me too. I I want to see this movie do well, even though we talked about the show a few episodes ago. So you think episode episode number nine or ten as well? We talked about with a whole show about it. Is that like? It went through so many bad test screenings. Even WB was all like, really fucking sucks. So, again, we took that with a grain of salt. That, that confirmed that actually happened. But, you know, I don't know, man. It, to me, I'm just kind of like, I like Momoa a lot. I love James Wan. I like, Pat- I like Patrick Wilson a lot, too. But 
we'll see. I think seeing how bad the Flash did, uh, Blue Beetle did, Shazam did. I think I think everyone's checked out. I think everyone's checked out DCEU. You know, it's gonna be the last one, last hurrah. By the time D- James Gunn takes over, I just think that I just think that it's gonna be a, a bust. You know, again, I hate saying that because I do like James Wan and and Momoa, but it, it's a yes for me as well. But I don't know, man. I just I have no faith in this movie at all. It <laughs> sounds real, mean. I, yeah, I have to stick this through because I do enjoy Jason Momoa as you know Aquaman. I think it was a very intriguing one that yeah. uh, that I wasn't like I originally wasn't sure, but seeing him and seeing him in the movies, he did pretty well. So uh, it it'd be interesting to see it. So it's gonna be a yes for me. But like you said, like because everyone's so tired of comic book movies and everything, where you know we just been slapped in the face with so many so over the. years years that everyone's just so it might not do the best but i still want to see it through you know yeah no well said well said all right guys so well that's the fall 2023 movie line like i said again of the segment you know it might move you know with the strikes going on it might if they go out longer a lot of these things can move again so you know you know don't get your hopes up either things can change left and right (laughs) things can be moved up even earlier as well but you know, with the strikes going on, you know, Dune, Dune was a big one that moved. So, you know, we'll we'll see how the rest of the fall season goes out. But, you know, we'll keep, keep it kind of short on it, actually. So, in honor of Denzel and Antoine Fuqua, this weekend, Equalizer 3 comes out in theaters. Hope it does well. Hope, hope Denzel another number one on the box office again. So, Nick, we're starting with you. What is, first, your favorite Denzel Washington movie of all time? My favorite Denzel Washington movie of all time is Man on Fire. Oh, it's a good one. That's that's my ish right there, man. Like, oh my! When I I saw oh, it as Tony a Scott, kid, right? was up. Tony, Tony Scott did that one, right? That is correct, sir. Nice. That is correct, dude. Like, just the I love just kind of like the type of character he he was in that movie. I never really seen a character done like that, and even just like how they kind of told his story, like. Because they said he was like a CIA agent and like he's killed a lot of people. And I feel like typically, especially at that time, like they would have had a flashback that kind of showed it a little bit more explicitly. But it was almost like a slow, a slow burn. You don't really see like how capable he is until closer to the end of the movie. But you keep hearing about it. And so it's like it's like hyping it up and it's building it up. And it, it definitely pays it off, man. And like the, the way it ended and the, the, the music that was playing during that scene, there was one song in there. It was two songs specifically. One of them I don't remember. And I'm not going to sing it because I'm not that good a singer. But the second song was called Una, Una Palabra. And they were, I remember the, they were like playing it definitely at the end and i was like dang that's a dope song too so it was just kind of like everything about the movie was just made so perfectly to me man like all the characters like the writing was was great the 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 visual editing of it was just fantastic to me and it really kind of put me in i feel like the mood of the of the characters and the mood of like the location that they were at too so i just yeah that's like no no denzel movie tops that one in my opinion like some come close like safe house an equalizer, oh, yeah. but none of them uh, exceed Man on Fire for me. It was just Dude, oh, man. Tony Scott has some bangers, man. Especially with Denzel, man. Tony Scott has some mm-hmm. really good movies with you know I love him because True Romance stuff like that. But he has some really good movies with Denzel and just like that whole that, that 2010, 2000, That was him and him and Denzel had a great you know working relationship together. So 
it's a good one. Oh, Man of Steel, Man of, Man of Steel, Man on Fire is a really <laughs> underrated movie. Um, all right, so favorite Antoine Foucault movie though. Favorite Anton Fuqua movie is Brooklyn's Finest. I Ooh, I saw this movie. And, that's dude. That movie fucking. Oh my! I saw that movie in theaters with my mom. It was really good. A little bit awkward at a, at a couple of parts, but again, like I, I just loved um, the character arcs that that everybody like went on, and just to yeah. see kind of like how far each of them come in their journeys, just like as people, I thought was really cool, and um, just kind of like the some of like the twists and turns and how like some of the characters lie because they're told as like basically separate stories but every now and then um like their their lives will intertwine for a little bit and it's kind of like dang and it makes you think like you know it's kind of like in a weird way like we're, we're all kind of like connected and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff but it was i just I, I yeah i just really liked how um how they did it and the cast was fantastic man wesley snipes don Cheadle, richard so gear man oh. Ethan hawk Ethan Hogg, oh, bro. I loved it. It's dude. That's a very again. I think really Man of Fire is really unrated, but I think Antoine Fuqua is really mm-hmm. slept on director too. I think this dude puts out some hits of movies. Not not some. Nothing's a hit, but I do think he's a really like underrated director when it comes to like really solid action and really solid kind of character dramas too. But yeah, again, that's just how I see it too. Joe, you want Joe? Do you want to go? Should I go? Uh, yeah. Uh. Uh yeah, I can go. I I got my list. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna start with Antoine Fuqua. Uh, and it's gonna be the same movie as yours, Doug. Which I won't I I won't describe it. I'll just say the title and then I'll move on. Good. Uh, which is uh Training Day. Not mine actually. Not mine. Not yours really. Okay. Nope. That's surprising because Training Day was solid. That's a hell of a good day. movie. I'll, exp- I'll, exp- I'll explain right. why. I'll, exp- I'll, exp- I'll explain why when my turn's up. I got you. All right. I'll explain well, why. I, I love Training Day just because how is it, uh, how uh, you know they show he shows like a fuck. I don't even know how to explain. So I wasn't even planning to explain. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. expecting you to like it. Uh, yeah, I would just say Train Day. It's a overall great movie, written really well. The characters are amazing. It's just like it's enticing to watch, to continue to watch it. Just like brings you in. I really like that. Uh, and then my favorite Denzel movie is going to be Inside Man. Spike Lee. Um, I gotta watch that yes, one again. Man. Oh, it's so good. Spikely, bro. I, I told Doug about this movie ages ago. And that's one of the movies he took forever to watch. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. Uh, yeah. But he, he watched it. He loved it. Like, I love Inside Man. I've, I've watched it so many times over and over. I haven't watched it in a while. But it's a it's a really good movie. Um, you know, it's... Uh, these uh bank robbers start robbing a, a bank and you know denzel's a, the detective who uh <clears throat> who's you know trying to talk to them try you know because they have hostages in so you know try the best he can to make the best outcome of uh you know to come out of what's happening uh it's really really good the story the twist at the end if you haven't seen it, it's really good i think mm-hmm. it's really worth it and Honestly, creative. The twist, like the 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 way towards the end, what the robbers do, and then the twist. It's really creative. I haven't, 
I haven't seen any like bank robbing uh, movie make me go like, oh damn, like that's that's really really smart, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So I uh, I really liked it. I think uh, I I fucking love that movie. Uh, I think it's completely worth the watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Denzel's phenomenal in that movie, but I'll tell you what, even Clive Owen is really good in that movie too. Clive Owen oh, is really good in that movie because he hits some like you know hit or misses too. Like Children Men's a hit for sure, but yeah, it just kind of depends. But Inside Man is really one I think one of his best roles, if not if not his best role. Uh, Ray slept on movie too. All right, so for me, starting with Anton Fuqua. So okay, wait, wait, no, I'm gonna go with Denzel first because Denzel's the goat. Denzel. So I picked Train Day for Denzel, and here's why. I remember seeing that for the first time, maybe like beginning of high school, and for some reason I saw. I just saw something differently that I never saw before, like how he transcended as Alonzo and how he, what he did, what he, what he went, what he pushed, you know, Ethan Hawke went through. Cause like, is he a good guy? Is he corrupt? What's going on? Like you like him, but he's a fucking asshole. Like he's a, he's a, he's a corrupt asshole. Like he's, you know, rude to his kid, rude to uh, Eva Mendez. Like he's a, he's a, sh- he's, a he's a schmuck, but mm-hmm. like you, st- you still root for him, even though he's corrupt as hell. And the way David Ayer's script goes, the way Antoine Fuqua directs, uh, you know, directs uh, both Denzel and Ethan Hawke, it's a performance of a lifetime. Like, it really is. And, you know, Denzel has, has, not, has not played that, not a bad performance, but man, like, you're, you're so mesmerized by his performance and the journey you go on with him. And when he leaves Ethan Hawke in the tub, the, the Mexican uh, gangs, um, you're just like, oh my God, like, it, your heart is pounding. And I remember seeing that when I was in high school, and I was like, "Dude, I, I feel something like, different in me." I'm just like, I see, I see Denzel differently the more than before, or I'm seeing this movie just like, just like, just unlock like, uh, why I love movies even more. Like it was something new to me, and I was I had goosebumps the entire movie. So I'm just like, "Wow, this is this is game changing. This is next level kind of stuff." It took me forever to watch that movie too. I don't know why, but it did. But it just really just like stuck with me. It's my top ten of all time to this day. To this day. Um, but, to day. To day. so <laughs> I really love that movie so much and the reason that's why I didn't pick as Antoine, as Antoine was director Joe because I was like well, I can't pick the same movie twice so I'm like I gotta go with one or the other so I went with Denzel as training day for him but Antoine Fuqua this was tough man like I said he put some bangers man like the guilty that came out during COVID was a really cool movie that was filmed all like in that one shot in the police station it was like really remarkable how the movie was filmed and I love, again, I said I love like like Shooter. I like I like Brooklyn's Finest as well. Um, Shooter was dope. Shooter was dope. There's so much that he makes. I'm like, he's got dude slept on. And I love Southpaw too. Southpaw is a great fucking movie. The great, solid, man. great, right? Great soundtrack by Eminem. Like Jake Gyllenhaal got fucking ripped, like ripped, dude. And yeah. I loved <laughs> I, I loved Forrest Whitaker in that movie so much too because Forrest Whitaker and him have this like great banter, like no swearing, you know, don't be an asshole, blah blah blah. It's a great kind of like mentorship too between Forrest Whitaker, who's again another phenomenal actor too, but like him and Jake Gyllenhaal play off so well together. And mm-hmm. it was again, it's a it's another underdog story, you know, kind of predictable at times, but it was rated R, so it kind of had more like more of a grit to it, more of like a like, okay, ooh, like where's it gonna go? It's kind of it's kind of dark down the bottom. Yeah, that grit, uh, that grit, like right? That grit in movies, like a lot of movies these days, just don't have that grit, man. And I'm it's telling cool. you, man. And I think it's why Dude, everyone's it, trying to be soft these days. I'm like, no, nah, man. Everyone, bro. Man, give me, give me some grits. Give me some grit up in there. Yeah. Everyone, you bro. Know, they're either they're trying to be soft or they're trying to, you know, bring that wow factor and be like, yeah, you works. know, disturb people where you're just like, mm-hmm. 
where it's not where you know you're watching it and you're just like, what the fuck was that shit? Yeah. Like, no. Like I, you I know agree. what I mean? I completely where agree. You're just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, like I completely where the agree. Where fuck were you headed with this? And I then, completely you know, agree. You know where you get those like bullshit people where it's like, yeah, it's a deep meaning. Like, no, no, it's not. It's like. No, fuck that. It's no, you're you're mis- you're misreading it, my guy. It's from what I would say. So, I I love Southpaw, but my favorite movie I think of his. I don't know why this movie kind of stuck with me until I saw it in college. Is his remake of Magnificent Seven? This oh, movie yeah, that was pretty cool. good. Oh, it was hard, yeah. dude. The Fact. way I'm not a Western person fan at all, like, at all, like not like not at all, not at all. But he made it. Then uh, Antoine Fuqua made it so good for a for a remake for a for a remake that's based on a beloved classic. He really, he really made it cool and made it just like you care about every character, whether it's Denzel, whether it's Chris Pratt, whether it's Ethan Hawke, whether it's Vincent D'Onofrio, whether it's uh, the guy from GI Joe. Won't blanking on his name. You know, <laughs> you, you you care about every character. Character, and I do love an ensemble, like an ensemble piece, but also too, it was a reunion of Antoine Fuqua. Ethan Hawke and Denzel. I'm like, sign me up, sign me up. And it's also it's also when Chris Pratt was kind of becoming this you know huge household name post Guardians of the Galaxy, and all of the seven have fantastic chemistry. I mean, just fantastic chemistry. And like I said, I'm not a Western what Western movie fan at all. I was hooked from the moment that we see Denzel on the screen. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. Yep, I'm I'm sold. And it just it, it was a really cool Western. He made a. He, Antoine Fuqua made a really cool kind of like yeah, really cool just like badass western that for again it came out 2016. The western genre has been dead for many years, but he brought it back in a really cool way. The way he knows how to do it, and the action set pieces, the set pieces alone, the production design, the crazy shootout scenes are filmed phenomenally. So to me, I'm just kind of like, wow, what he did with that movie is fantastic. And again, like I said, he knows how to do a great ensemble piece with all seven actors. So to me, that's kind of his best work in my opinion. Also, one of his most slept on work too, because when we came out, it did, moder- it did moderately well, but kind of came and went. I don't, I own that movie on 4K Steelbook. I love that movie so I much. I think like it's it so underrated. To, I think it went to DVD real fast. It did. It was before streaming too, so it was kind of like came out September. I think it was DVD mid November, so it was kind of just like a really quick turnaround. But yeah. I, I remember seeing it in college with a packed with my with friends at the time and you know in a packed audience. I'm like, oh hell yeah! I want to see because Chris Pratt, Denzel, and Ethan Hawke, Antoine Fuqua. So I think Max Seven is probably Max Seven is probably his best movie in my opinion. But also I think it's most underrated movie too because he really does a great job with the genre, the cast alone, everything in between. So Max Seven for Antoine Fuqua and of course Draining Day for my man Denzel. So those are our Antoine Fuqua and Denzel watch lists. Yes, take indeed. us home. Yes, take us home, Joe. Take us home. Uh, all right. Well, Nick, go ahead and plug yourself. So you can find me on YouTube at Donning Vision, capital D, capital V, and uh, uh, on Instagram, same thing, Donning Vision, all lowercase, no space. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere that there are uh, podcasts. All right, Doug. All righty. Uh, you know, I was piggybacking on that, too. Um, I also added uh, Nick's award-winning short film to our link tree as well. So you'll oh, see yes, Joel's Twitch. You you'll, see, you'll see Nick's short, award-winning short film as well as Moses' award-winning, award-winning short film, Golds. Uh, you can find me as well as uh, on Instagram at TheYoungJones on X or whatever we call it, Twitter. Um, 
Capri underscore Sun S O N. Find you can find our social medias of the show on Instagram and TikTok at May We Have New Productions. And yeah, guys, DM us, send us an email, whatever you want. If you want to be on the show, great. We're always looking for guests, and you know, people hop on the show, talk about movies for an hour and a half. So, hop, always, always DM us or DM me on Instagram. But by all means, go ahead. Uh, and like Doug said, you can find me uh, on Twitch. Try to stream as much as I can. Starfield's coming out uh, this uh, in a few days, so I'll be streaming that on my Twitch. The Open Weekend. You can find it on the link tree on our. Uh, Instagram um, and please don't be afraid to comment and you know talk to us or bring up anything in our comments on Instagram you know we'd love to you know talk about what you guys want to talk about or what we haven't talked about stuff like that so please do that do that and please do hit the follow on whatever you are yes. listening to us on please yes, we love indeed. you so yes, you know please. following liking all that shit really does help us grow and help more and more people find us anyways <clears throat> thank you for coming with us on this verbal journey through our thoughts opinions views and ranting uh like madmen of uh our joys uh pains and uh love for movies tv shows actors actresses directors and so on and so forth within the entertainment industry uh you guys have made this very possible so we are very 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 thankful we love you guys go ahead and add some of our movies if you haven't seen it in your you know uh your watch list um and uh you know have a movie night sometime soon you know anyways we love you have a good night good day good evening good dinner whatever sweet dream deuces